All right, hello guys. Welcome to another episode of Lumia Sports. I'm your host, Mitchus Mason. Joined again by one Darnell Jones. What's up, guys? What is up? And today, man, we go back to the side project we've been working on this college football stuff. I'm not a college football fan until about week 10 or 11, so he'll be joining us later on that. But let's get into it. Um, we didn't talk to you guys last week. We kind of told you that was going to happen um, because we didn't think anything big was going to occur. And the NFL is kind of, you know, all over the place. But there was one big game we got to touch on. Alabama, Texas. Alabama escaping with a 20-19 to 19 win um, <clears throat> on a late drive, late field goal. And, I mean, I, there's, a, there's a lot of uh, takeaways for me mm-hmm. um, off of this one. But, again, as that person praising Alabama last week, I kind of said they're number two, you know. Just because what Bryce Young did, I have a lot to say. But um, I want to start with you, Darnell. What were kind of your thoughts on this game and Alabama escaping Texas? Yeah, this is one of those games where had Quinn Ewers possibly played the full game. Yeah. You wonder, would it be a different outcome? But Alabama escaped. This is a a rare game where Will Anderson – the consensus, pretty much number one defensive player in the in the country, didn't really play that well. And for Alabama, it was kind of a, a eye opener to 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 have this kind of game this early in the season. But this is a type of game that a lot of programs lose. So you got to give them credit for for sneaking out the victory because Bryce Young made some some great runs at the end of the game to kind of seal it for Alabama, but. This is a game that for people who believe that this was going to be a somewhat of a transition year for Alabama, they this is what they point to and say, like, this is exhibit A. And that's how I feel. Yeah, I think. And the reason exactly is to, to pick off of that. The reason people kind of said it would be a transition year is because, again, if you guys remember, mm-hmm. New Year's back um, when they had Tua, but it was after they lost all their receivers. When they lost um, – well, Smith was still there. Did they lose? Did they lose Smith? I think Smith and Ruggs were still there, but they lost a couple of their big-time um, receivers who went mm-hmm. early in the draft. Same thing this year. You lost Jamison Williams, and I forget – Forget the other guy, if you call me. But they lost a couple of receivers. Um, and we saw how they looked in the championship game without those, without, you know, Jamison at least. Um, wasn't the same. The offensive explosion wasn't there. And it's kind of in week one, maybe I missed it. But just looking at it, it was like, yeah, a lot of Bryce Young runs, right? Well, mm-hmm. if the reason for that is because they don't have the weaponry to throw the ball the same. And you kind of saw it, Bryce Young, 27-39, 2-13. He's throwing it. He's basically, you know, per completion, he's at five yards of completion. Yep, five and a half. Five yards of throw. That's one touchdown, no picks. He didn't throw a pick. Um, but, but yeah, I just think, you know, the offense wasn't there. Also, we got to talk about a couple of things from this game. The one, Alabama got super bailed. Should have been a safety, in my opinion, because it's – you know what I'm talking about? Yep. Bryce Young wrapped up in the end zone. Then they tried to throw a flag on the dude for hitting him late, but it's like, all right. Then they review it, 
and they say, okay, there's no flag, but like it's incomplete. How how does that make any sense? Right. <laughs> like, how does that make any sense at all? Where did and that come from? Like, especially with the rules the way they are, you can even see a Texas player like, I, do I hit him? He's kind of he can't go anywhere. He's like completely tied up, right? Mm-hmm. Anywhere else on the field, that's a dead. That's a whistle's blown as soon as you're wrapped up, especially as a quarterback. Yeah, they made that too again protect the quarterback. So I just thought, um, that was garbage. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> I did, and that was a huge turning point in the game. Alabama was just on the ropes, and they just don't have those explosive threats. And I think that's going to hurt them against a couple teams. But um, the thing is, I think they just got to go to running the ball. Um, McClellan, you know, he had that huge 81-yard run for a touchdown. He was big. Bryce Young, like we talked about, he was a second-leading rusher at 38. But they don't also have that workhorse back. At least they're not trusting McClellan to be that guy. Um, And they're still, you know, their offense is still pass first. Um, but they that's not their personnel right now. Now mm-hmm. the defense, like you said, um, well, Anderson wasn't the same. Part of the reason, of course, Texas was just like, we're just not going to throw the ball if we don't have to. And they just continued to just run, run, run. They ran it 33 times, threw it 34. But they were trying to keep a balanced game plan, obviously, because you don't want Will Anderson to start going crazy um, on you. You know, little Vaughn out there is the last thing you want. And he still had a sack anyway. <laughs> But, but, yeah, it's not his normal, typical performance in a big game. Um, I, I definitely – and as you saw in the rankings, Alabama went down to two. Um, yeah, I, I learned a lot from them in this game, and I just don't think they have the firepower to compete with some of these other top teams, to be completely honest with you, in my opinion. See, the thing about college is it's always – it's weird because it's an allure about Alabama that even if they don't, have the talent that you think that they need to compete at that level, it's still Alabama. So a lot of teams just aren't going to be able to. It's it's going to be tough to beat Alabama this year. Oh, pretty much getting I to. When I say that, I don't. I think they're making the playoff. Let me put it like that. Oh yeah. I okay. Don't think they're going to win. I don't think. I think like last year, it was like. Georgia Bama 50-50. I don't think mm-hmm. it's that true. Let me just to put it blatantly. I think Georgia is distancing themselves. Um we'll get into that too, mm-hmm. but I think Georgia's distancing themselves and I don't know if Alabama's too. To be honest with you. But again, on that a little later. Um, but yeah, right now, I mean Alabama obviously, like you said, they escaped. Um Texas may be the first ever unranked team to lose a game and jump into the rankings. So there you go. <laughs> yeah, that's really weird to do that. And that's exactly what happened. And Texas is now a ranked team. But Texas is on the up and up going forward. Like Texas is yeah, going to be joining sure. the SEC. Like for this, this was a win for the Texas program because oh, yeah. Big time. they have Arch Manning coming in in 2023. So that'll be a, a uh, yeah, or yeah, he's twenty twenty three, I believe. Or Steve Sarkeesian's their coach now, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's a real good recruiter, and they yeah. have like a real good NIL program and all that kind of stuff going. And money, Texas boosters. Yeah. So 
There you go. Yeah. I think, of, of course, of those teams, you know, Texas has been one who – big program, but they just haven't found that that right coach. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, they had Mac Brown a while ago, and he just kept teetering, teetering, teetering. They're like, all right, cool, let's move on from this. Charlie Strong's didn't work out. Um, he wasn't a good enough recruiter. Um, but now you have Steve Sarkeesian, good recruiter. Now, at USC, um, I think they're hoping, and I think this could be the case, it was just too a little bit too too much too soon. Like you look at like a, a, a Lane Kiffin, for example, just getting like his big job a little too soon, a little too young to handle all the pressures that come with USC. Um, so we'll see what happens with him in Texas. But yeah, definitely good start. They also won this week as well. Um, so I mean, they play Oklahoma soon. We always know it's going to be another twelve o'clock game. I'm gonna miss, but whatever. Um, <laughs> they're gonna play Oklahoma soon. Oklahoma's been rolling, so we'll see what happens there. Now, week two, right? We, we have some other takeaways. Big-time upsets. Appalachian State upsetting Texas A&M. Now, I want to make this very clear. I didn't necessarily see this coming, but it was um, it was definitely a, a little comment I made on the last podcast. I'm very happy about it as it came <laughs> to fruition. As I said, what did I say, Darnell? Tell the people, man. I don't remember the exact quote, so you got to tell them. The exact quote was, Texas A&M ranked way too high for no reason yet again from doing absolutely nothing. It wasn't that. It's not the exact quote, but it was yeah. something, you know, something along those lines. Yeah. Why is Texas A&M always this highly ranked for no reason? Like, like they now, now I, the SEC bias thing, this is what people like Darnell are talking about. There always has to be a third team thrown in there in the top, you know, seven or eight. Mm-hmm. All doesn't matter. Doesn't matter like what facts it's based off of. Just, and Texas A&M's just been that team for a while. Just because Florida looks too bad at the end of the season, um, you know, to to be up there. <laughs> yeah, and, I always feel like Florida loses like three, four games. Like regardless of how high they always or start the season, but they yep. just end up with three, four losses on their schedule. So it's like. How can you keep putting them in the top ten in the preseason rankings again and again and again? But Texas A&M is, I, I told you, they knew them. Yeah, and I mean, sure, the the and again, this is the point, right? It's like, yeah, they'll lose to Georgia and Alabama, but that's not the only, those aren't the only teams they're playing and losing to. Mm-hmm. Um, and this Appalachian State one, boy, that's a big one, seventeen to fourteen. Um, Appalachian State's had a crazy year already. Their game one, they lost, I believe, by two, 61 to 59. We didn't really talk about it, but let me look it up. I believe that, yeah, they lost 63 to 61 to North Carolina. Um, and this week, they just, they just won on a Hail Mary. So Appalachian State, crazy season so far. Oh, yeah. They're, um, they're digging into those, you know, that pass, but they did, they, hey, man, they said we've done it before. The program's done it before. Everyone remembers one of my favorite games ever, honestly, was that Labor Day, um, Appalachian State, Michigan game. Reason being, I, I don't think this is still the case, but back then they were a Division One AA program and they had won like a couple championships and a mm. fun team quarterback. And I just, I, I like I like knew of them, so I was like, they can beat these guys. They're, they were kind of like what North Dakota State is right now. And I was like, they could beat these guys. And just watching that game was incredible. 
missed this one, but Texas A&M I don't respect as much as I did Michigan back then. So, yeah, is that my take? Any thoughts on that one? I don't know. No, I don't. No, you just kind of in your bag, man. I was kind of letting you cook. Cool. Here's another one. This one's funny. Notre Dame losing to Marshall 26-21. Yeah. Can we please? We're doing it. We're getting these stuffy-ass teams the fuck up out of here. Get them out. <laughs> Notre, Dame, Notre Dame dropped out of the rankings. Cool. I Now, here's my question, right? Mm-hmm. Has – by the way, Notre Dame, they, they, they're starting two quarterbacks, both of them through interceptions. Like, that's just hilarious. Um, has anything worked out worse? And it's only been two games. This is definitely hyperbole. What do you mean? Has anything worked what out worse? About to say? In the history of college football, and Brian Kelly leaving Notre Dame, we only have a two-game sample size, three. <laughs> but I, I think everybody lost. If you, it, it's two ways to look at it, right? Like if you're looking at the recruiting from the recruiting of 2023, then you're going to say, okay, Marcus Freeman is doing a lot better job of recruiting than Brian Kelly was doing. But if you look at the on the field product right now, it's just not. This is a disaster of a start for any coach because he coached a bowl game, lost. Coached the opener, lost. Then he coached against Marshall, lost that game, 26-21. And we don't even – we can just rip the Band-Aid off. Like, they lose week – or they win week three, but it comes down to a Hail Mary play where it was about three or four offensive players and three or four defenders, all that gets their hand on the ball, and it just happened to get incomplete. Which could have been a third law or a would have been a fourth consecutive loss. Yeah, they were playing California. Uh, they were playing Cal. Yeah. So for Notre Dame, like that's not to get. They want to get back to their prominence of when they were dominant in whatever era that was a long time ago. I can't even remember. It was the twenties and thirties, man. Well, they were they were they won a championship in the eighties. Um, yeah, I think it was. I was thinking this. I don't know if it was. A, I was thinking seventies, eighties, or somewhere in there. It era. was the eighties. It was Lou yeah. Holtz. He won yeah, a ring. The Lou Holtz era. Yeah, he actually wrote a book about his one ring. I read it. <laughs> this is actually this is this is all everything I just said was completely factual. Good book too. Then I no 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 no. That's I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let's go back a second. Lou yeah. Holtz did not write the book. Someone else wrote the book about Notre Dame. Because mm-hmm. Lou Holtz's players were juicing. That was wow. It was called "Under the Tarnished Dome." Wow. Yeah. Actually, it sounded like a good book. It was fire. Because <laughs> yeah. they were like, "Oh, Lou Holtz acts like this good guy. He's a dickhead." <laughs> <laughs> I was oh, like, "Fuck you!" That's the shit I need. Then there was another <laughs> one. Um, another great book. It was about uh the Penn State goal line stand. I never heard of. That was before the whole, you know, everything. So yeah, can't recommend that book. But Blue Holtz <laughs> under the Tarnished Dome, fire, fire read. Yeah. Um, 
something else we kind of we actually touched on a little bit on accident, but Florida, like you talked about how they were always ranked high. Um, they lost to Kentucky 26 to 16. And of course, what happens to Kentucky uh this week? If you uh were paying attention to now. Week three, Kentucky. Yeah, they won, but that's not what I'm talking about. No, were you talking about the whole is this a football school? No, 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 no. I wait, what? Don't know what you're talking about there either. I'm just talking about how they're top ten off of like nothing. Yeah. What did they do? I I mean I'm not too upset at Kentucky being ranked a little. Yeah, top ten is a little high. That's a little crazy. Top ten is a stretch. That's a little crazy. Yeah. There's no no They actually snuck that one by me. I saw it and I was like Okay. It's like I was like, all right, so one leaves and you just got another one's got to go up there. <laughs> <laughs> they got to find a team that's going to be dominant in the SEC, man. I'm telling you. Yeah. They beat Florida twenty six to six. I got. I guess they're nine. It's not terrible. And honestly, I can't even – you know what? I'm mocking it. I can't even say it's wrong. Can't even say it's wrong. I'm going to be completely honest with you. After what we just saw, but we'll, we'll get more into this week. My other um, week two takeaways, um, BYU beating Baylor 26-20, to double overtime. I didn't watch it. That was cool. Good for BYU. Um, had me watching this, this game we'll talk about in a little bit. And um, – USC, five USC. straight, yeah, five straight touchdown drives against Stanford. Game was a wrap. It was I, I uh, watched that one. I liked. So I was like, damn, they're really good. Um, and then Michigan, fifty-six to ten. They're just beating people down right now, very quietly, just destroying everybody. Well, very quietly playing three straight teams that have all been ranked in the bottom twenty-five of the of the. Country, but we'll talk about that later. Hey, man, look. <laughs> Beat who's on your schedule, but come on, Michigan, man. Schedule somebody at least. No. <laughs> no, sir. Um, But, Darnell, did you have any other uh, takeaways from week two? Um, No, not really. Um, Marvin Harrison, Marvin Harrison Jr. was amazing week, week two. He had three touchdowns. 45-12 winning against Arkansas State. Nothing really too dominant, but dominant enough to be a little impressed in week two. But we'll get to week three in a little bit, but that's all I had in week two. Yeah. For Ohio State, by the way. The plug. Yeah, we know. Everybody. I mean, if you didn't know, you're just not listening. Yeah. Um, now, week three, um, first off, I guess this is part of the story. Oregon beating BYU 41 to 20 and just watching this game. Um, Oregon was just miles better. It was wild. Um, and I know BYU doesn't have like time. I like BYU's offense actually, but they just couldn't stop the run at all for Oregon. You already know what Bo Nix is your quarterback. If you can run the ball, you're going to, they're just pounding the rock. Um, but BYU couldn't stop it. And we all know what happened, obviously, when they played Georgia. They looked terrible. 
it was like, wow, why is this team? And they literally got moved down to 25 off of that. It's mm-hmm. kind of wild. Um, but then just to, to handle BYU, who again, now it is back-to-back weeks facing tough opponents. They did play Baylor, but they did beat Baylor, right? And they just had no answers for Oregon. So maybe Oregon a little bit better than what we thought. Um, Darnell, any takeaways on that one? You got a good bull Knicks. Um, I think he might have hit like his first nine passes or something like that. I might have yeah. heard. It was something mm-hmm. crazy. He wasn't like and yeah, I mean, he, he wasn't throwing the ball downfield a lot. I think he had like two down downfield passes, but he completed them both. And that's a positive sign if you're an Oregon fan. Because what you saw against Georgia was not what you wanted to see this season. So very impressive win for Oregon to bounce back after a loss in week one or in week two for them. And BYU, they just ran into a bad team. This is just a bad matchup for them. Oregon yeah. is a little too dynamic for them. Mm-hmm. But, you know, BYU has a program that's, you know, they'll be in bowl game. They'll be in a they'll get a decent bowl game this year and we'll see how this season goes. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, do you think we'll we'll get to that. I'll get to that a little bit later. Um Another one real quick, kind of on the bottom end, but Penn State, 41-12 to 12 over Auburn. Um, they just smoked them, had complete control of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, very impressive win for Penn State. And I think the reason I talked about Oregon is I think with the conferences, that's very important for the Pac-12. I think this one, not that the Big Ten needs it necessarily, but it is a big win for them, you know, to beat an undefeated SEC team and to go to 3-0 and with a 30-point win. Any of those against, you know, a, a good team to me is really impressive. Um, any thoughts on that one, Darno? Yeah, Sean Clifford, the quarterback for Penn State, I think it was like a run in the first quarter where he, like, scrambles right and he just gets blew up by the defender from Auburn and it like blows up the internet and it was like a great highlight. And then Sean Clifford takes that personal, like the MJ meme. And then <laughs> he just decides to take it to Auburn and score 41 in route to a 41, 12 win. So very impressive win for Penn state who was currently 22. I wonder where they'll be next week. That'd be interesting to see. So that'd be something. I'd I mean, they got it. They got it with, with, I think they hmm. even I mean, though Auburn was unranked. So it's not like it's a ranking win. And they and they and they crushed them. And it was really just the dominance. I didn't know until I looked, but they had two freshman running backs who both mm-hmm. did all the work. And we know Penn State, you know, always um was recently very, very big running college. You had uh obviously Saquon Barkley, Miles Sanders both go there. Um, so the fact they got two of them probably came from obviously those guys being in the NFL and they're kind of standout. So it's definitely something to look for. Um, you know, is that running game and Sean Clifford, who seems like he's been here for seven years now. It feels like that for sure. Like, <laughs> I don't know how long he's been, but it's gotta be at the end of the rope. Gotta be a senior, right? It's ridiculous. Yeah. Um but he definitely is a senior, by the way. Huh? He definitely is a senior. I just looked it up. Yeah. Yeah. There's no way. Yeah. <laughs> um, real quick, I don't want to touch on this too long. Miami losing to Texas A&M 17 to 9. Um, 
yeah, kind of bored, but <laughs> um, <laughs> that pretty much takes Miami up out of there. Texas A&M now will go back up to obviously top 25, maybe top 15. No, they were top 20. They were 24. Top 20 is what I meant. Sorry. Oh, top okay. 20. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, any thoughts on that one? I don't know. Yeah. Um, there was a new quarterback for Texas A&M. Max Johnson, I believe is his name. Yeah. Max Johnson for Texas A&M. He's a junior, 6'5", 220. Played a decent game. He was 10 of 20, 140. Not really the proficient or the act or the efficiency that you're looking for. I'm not going to say it's a decent game. Huh? That's a bad game. I'm not going to say it. 10 for 20. Yeah, 10 of 20. That's not, that's, yeah, it's not good, especially in college. No. But he won the game and he's the guy going forward. So we'll see how he plays this season. But Miami is a body there. Goodbye to them. They're not making a playoff. Texting them. We'll see if you can not lose to teams you shouldn't lose to the rest of the season. Yeah. Um. So there we go. And then this was my big one for the weekend. Um. Washington beating Michigan State thirty nine to twenty eight. It was not that close. Um. Washington stomped those dudes. Michigan State did kind of come back toward the very, very end. But, I mean, 14 points in the fourth for them. The game, and then only three for Washington. The game was really decided. And it was really impressive to watch. Uh, Penix Jr. go out there, 397 yards, four touchdowns. He was throwing dots. They had this guy, Polk, out there. Let me get his full name for you, man. Three touchdowns, one Jalen Polk. Three touchdowns, 153. Um, he was the guy catching bombs for them. They really – they look like a dynamic receiving core out there as well. Had McMillan. He was kind of their, um, their slot, like, underneath guy. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, they looked really, really impressive, um, really taking it to Michigan State. Um, Darnell, any thoughts on this one? Yeah, Um Mel Tucker got a $100 million contract last year before he played, I believe it was Ohio State. And he cashed in at the right time because since then they've done nothing pretty much. And, yeah, Michigan State's overranked a lot, and this isn't surprising. Um, Washington, credit to them. Penix put on the show. Like you said, Jalen Polk, longest longer 53. It was averaging 25.5 yards a catch, three touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Just dominant performance by that Washington receiving core. Just previews. If this is what's going to happen to Washington, I mean to Michigan State defense this year, it's going to be a fun atmosphere when we play them. But um, why is Michigan yeah. State ranked over Penn State every year? Just for them to flip? I don't know. It's a good question. Weird, right? Like yeah. it literally happens every year. Yeah, it does. Very strange to me. <laughs> Probably because um, Michigan State beats Michigan um, all the time, and it's like routine. Beat them all the time. Recently, they beat them like one time, and it was really funny. Oh, they beat them a few times, actually, in recent years. And I think they lost last year, though. 
I mean, I definitely lost him last year. Yeah. Definitely lost him two years ago because that was that was the um, Harbaugh lost to Ohio State, and that was a big deal then. And he beat Ohio State. Just gonna say anyway. Moving on. That there, you're Texas A&M. It's fine. I get it. Um. Yeah, I think that that's that's a big win for the pack. You know, 10, 12, pack twelve. What they call themselves. Um, for at least till USC leaves, but. I think that's a huge win for them. Um, definitely. Now you, you really look at the landscape. Oregon, they only lost to Georgia, the defending champs. They did get smoked, but it was on the road. It's a tough game. They bounced back with a win over BYU. Um, USC gets them a little bit. They've just looked impressive all the way. Um, Utah had a tough loss again, though, on the road to Florida. So I don't know how the SEC suckered all these Pac-12 teams into going on the road to play them. But that is what happened in Utah. I think Utah is really, really good despite that loss. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean, I I just think it's it's really – I think this might be the year, especially with, you know, Lincoln Riley making that switch over to the Pac-12. I think that playoff spot is going to switch over to the Pac-12 as well. That's, that's how it's looking to me anyway. Oh, that's tough. So you think that the you think USC got a shot? Oh, to make yeah, it to the Big Ten. I, I mean, to make it to the to the Final Four. I think if you look at the way that it's looking out, mm-hmm. let, let think about it. Right, it's not just USC. Oregon, if they don't lose the rest of the way, they would have only lost to Georgia. Like okay, um, Utah would have only lost a tough game to Florida. Washington's undefeated right now. So I think, they can, I think you know who I like. I have a sneaky, I have a sneaky feeling it's going to be the team that gets in. I think it's going to be Oklahoma. See, I was thinking that because their schedule is so weak. But that's the thing. I don't. I don't. You know what? I'm. A, I'm. A, I don't want them to get. In. I'm, like, I'm tired of them. Give me you. <laughs> give me coach. But I don't care. Give me USC. Give me some more talent. You know. Yeah. Okay. More defensive. Because at least USC, what I've seen, um, and they won again this week. Um, let me see the score exactly. It's Fresno State. 45-17. 45-17. We talked about the Stanford thing. Um, I, I believe – is this still true? Let me think. Yeah, Caleb Williams has yet to throw a pick. Um, <laughs> their running backs, Dying Jones, they're dynamic. Their wideouts, dynamic. They fixed their whole team. Um, and – their defense makes plays. They just get interceptions. Mm-hmm. You can't teach that. They get interceptions. They force fumbles. They make things happen. Um, I really do like USC. I really do. But, again, it's not just them. It's, there's other teams helping them out. Like, if Oklahoma loses a game they're not supposed to lose, it's uh, Oklahoma State? Texas would have a, Texas would have an argument. Yeah. But I'll be honest with you, I don't want to see any of those teams in. I would rather a Pac-12 team. I'm sure the committee is going to be with me on this one because you know that they don't really care about facts. They just care about what looks good. So, Give me the Pac-12 this year, man. Tired of the Big 12. We got Notre Dame out of there. Let's get the Big 12 out of there for at least just this year. I wouldn't be mad at the comp well, I would watch them get smoked by Georgia. At least let USC get smoked by Georgia. <laughs> you know, I feel you. 
Thanks, but, fuck it, man. I, I'm just tired of seeing, you know, big so just, well, just give the Pac-12 a shot. Who cares? Who cares? Who cares? Um, as long as it's not UCLA. Yeah, well, no, they, 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 I think they <laughs> lost yesterday. Pretty bad. I think they did too. I saw it. And I was like, hell, UCLA. That's damn chip. Lord, damn chip. Yeah. Man, should have just stayed where he was, man. And so, so I watched this Ohio State Toledo game last night, obviously. So I got, I feel like I got to get my takes out because I was going to save it for the end, but I was going to talk about it. But you can go ahead. No, I thought we were at the end. Kind of. I was going to mention Georgia, but you can go ahead. It's that time. Go ahead, man. So this quarterback from Toledo, right? And his name was. Then Daquan, Daquan Finn, yeah, he's tough. He he's is tough. good. Like he's dynamic with the football. Like so, he's fast as hell. Like, yeah, he looked like he looked like it was like it was. Remin- I don't like I don't throw this around lightly. It was like it was Lamar Jackson esque. Yeah, how he, Lamar. not not how Lamar was in college necessarily, but how he is in the pros, to where. You know, in college, he just was the Heisman. Like, I'm not saying, like, this guy is on track to be the Heisman or anything like that, but... Well, nah, I can't do that after you lose 77-20. Yeah, but our it was supposed to be... A lot of people thought that the defense was fixed as far as giving up big plays, but you just got to give credit to a better athlete sometimes and just a better player. Like, that's yeah, what I think to. the defense... I, I think the defense is fixed. I think he's just tough. Yeah, what he was doing was crazy. And the one where he rolling to the left, just mm-hmm. tossed it fifty yards on. It. I was like, "What the hell?" Yeah, I was like, "Oh, okay, he's built." Yeah, so he'll probably transfer out of there and, and go somewhere next year. Maybe I don't know what year what year he he's in. Let me see. He's, he's a, a sophomore. Yeah, he can. Try, he probably enter a transfer portal. Somebody will probably take him after this performance. Yeah, they're paying attention. Yeah. I mean, he was on the biggest primetime game. Should go to Georgia. Attention. Oh, I don't, I don't know. Georgia probably has somebody lined up. Don't. Oh, of course, always. But so I'm not as worried about them giving up 21 points, but the offense got back on track. Jackson Smith and Jigwa for Ohio State, the slot receiver, superstar, was back. Didn't have really a great performance on the, as far as his numbers, but just having him on the field was 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 big. Two catches, 33 yards, but Emeka Ibuka, seven for 116. The really story was just CJ. CJ Stroud, he had four touchdowns at half, two incompletions, just 300 yards, close to 400 yards, possibly, I think, three. I think, I think he had 390. How much did he have? No, he had 367. So he had like 300 yards at half. It was something crazy. Yeah. But, he ended up playing. Ended up playing three quarters, twenty-two for twenty-seven, five touchdowns. Now he has eleven touchdowns on the season, zero interceptions. Just putting up. A, he's on pace to put up a, a great statistical season if he can keep it up at this pace. And that's all I really have for Ohio State this year. Or this not that was a dog. I saw it this game. I was like, oh, I see the arm talent is ridiculous. Yeah, um, it's like stupid. He's just throwing lasers out there. 
And to me, it wasn't even any of the big plays. It was they ran like a bubble screen. Mm-hmm. But how quickly he got it out and gave the receiver like time. And it became like a 34-yard run. I was like, geez. He's just throwing out routes like with ease. Mm-hmm. Um, bombs on target. It's like he, he did miss one pass in the end zone to Caleb Stover, the tight end. So he missed one throw. So it's not like he was perfect, but he was so he hit rolling out to the right and mm-hmm. making 28 to 7 yeah. on the top. Like with no, the thing curved back in bounds. <laughs> what the fuck was that? That was crazy. It was a crazy throw. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he missed one, but yeah. No, I see it. Stroud's built. Um, and for me, I'm willing to say Ohio State should be two, Alabama should be three. For my official opinions on that. No, I, mean, I don't think that's gonna happen, but I don't think it is. But they just they look like they have more they have more dynamic weapons. Yeah. I just think that they're and I think their running game is better too. <laughs> like Yeah. Hey, like, go, ahead. go ahead. I was just I was gonna say, say speaking of the running game, Travion Henderson goes down. So you have to see so you get to see some of the depth of the running backs after him and what do yeah. you know? Dallin Hayden comes out of nowhere. Freshman running back from Memphis, Tennessee. Has 108 yards on the ground. Has a touchdown, a 45-yarder. And then T.C. McAfee, or T.C. Caffey, he comes in. He has a 49-yard touchdown run. He's another freshman from Ohio, and it looks like they might be okay at running back if Travion Henderson misses some time. So. Yeah, no. They're built. Yeah. They're built. And now that being said, again, tough game against Notre Dame. It kind of is almost like a tough game against Texas at this point. But I say for right now, give me – give me – give me Alabama. And that goes to my point of – that I was making earlier. I don't know if Alabama is even like the secure number two. Who at the moment? Yeah. Um. But I mean, it's just it's my thoughts. Um. I think one thing that's clear is that Georgia is number one, <laughs> and good luck, everyone else. They're my favorite. <laughs> um. Stenson Bennett has continued to take kind of strides. I mean, they're just they're literally doing whatever they want. And I think to me, it's the play calling as well. It's very multiple. They do a lot of tricky stuff as well as just running the ball at you. You know, I mean, just being better than you. Um, but yeah, I really like everything I've seen from Georgia. They beat South Carolina forty-eight to seven, and it was just like, oh, you know, Bowers. He's a dog. Yeah, Rob Bowers, tight end from Georgia, sophomore out of Nap- Napa, California. Yeah, Guy's a dog. He's a monster. Guy's a dog. He got some speed to him. Like he had a long touchdown reception. He had a run, a touchdown. I think it might have been a touchdown run too. I know he had yeah, that. Yeah. Um, he did. He, did he had a, a five yard run. touchdown run. Yeah, I know. He, yeah, that big completion, seventy yards. He just made a guy miss. Boom, gone out of there. Mm-hmm. Way like jets. I was like, damn. <laughs> Didn't know the dude could fly like that. But yeah, Georgia's tough. Um. No one's been able to score on them. 
<laughs> no one's been able to stop them. So, so, so as of right now, I mean, they're number one. They're going to stay there. Um, someone you know else. Who, you know who, who, who they was going against, right? For South Carolina, Spencer Rattler. Oh, I didn't know. Damn. Yeah. Spencer Rattler was supposed to be the man. Yeah. Look at Oklahoma. I know. They were talking about him as a top 10 pick. That's crazy. I know. <laughs> Just wildness. Yep. Look at. Funny, I watched him. I was like, this guy was not it. Yeah. That was only because of Kyler and Baker. Yeah. Pretty much. And Lincoln Riley. Can Lincoln Riley just make him the next guy? Yeah. No. He's like, it was the one guy. He's like, I can even get Jalen into the league, man. And Jalen's tough, mm-hmm. obviously. He's like, I can do it. Anybody, you just come here real quick. I'll fix you. Not, not him. <laughs> <laughs> he might be the single reason he left Oklahoma. He's like, all right, this, let's just get Caleb. Just, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, Caleb. He's like, yeah, I'm just take Caleb with me in. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Caleb took yeah. his. He's the one that took his spot. So let's take Caleb and just uh, get some defense. Yeah, just give me some athletes in the transfer portal. Get, and some, uh, get some athletes in my quarterback, and then I'll fix everything else this year. But then once all my recruits come, good luck. Yeah. Um, another team, I'm watching how this right now, Clemson. They're throwing bombs out here. So Clemson looks impressive. Now, yeah. when I said the Pac-12 is in, um, I didn't really think about Clemson. So Clemson is that, yeah, they're the team. They're already yeah. ranked fifth. Yeah, they're fifth. So they're – I wouldn't mind Clemson. Fuck with Clemson. They've shown they can do it. No. Yeah, but Clemson's quarterback has to be better, man. Like, he's he's like – He's good sometimes. He isn't consistent for sure. He's, he yeah, he just doesn't have a consistency for me. He was supposed to be the guy, like yeah. When Tim, well, not Tim Tebow, I don't know why I said Tim Tebow. When Trevor Lawrence got hurt, and I think I think he got hurt in the game, and then they put in DJ Ulalele. I think that's his last name. Yeah. And he just didn't have it for me. Like, or at that time, I was like, all right, this guy is big. He has a big arm. Like, he can run a little bit. Like, all right, this guy might be hard. Stop. Like, he got like superstar Jamarcus Russell looking like prototype looking like body. Like, but yeah. As as you know, the ones that looked apart the most never be the ones. Yeah. So, um, I just want a quick shout out Will Shipley, man, running back, North Carolina sophomore. He went crazy. A yeah. rare, um, a rare ca- Caucasian running back, man. He's tough. Shout out to uh, Blake Corum too. This is tough for me to say for Michigan. Had five touchdowns. Yeah, on the day. Fifty nine zero win for Michigan. It's uh, UConn. The haters are going to say they don't play anybody, though. Just saying. All right, let's hey, get man. Go ahead. We can – Um, oh, we're just looking at the schedule for next week. That's exactly what I was about to do. Wisconsin, Ohio State, 730 ABC. 
Uh, I'll probably watch that. Mm, Kent State, oh, Georgia. Why is Kent State playing Georgia? <laughs> <laughs> that is funny to me. Damn, um, Georgia. <laughs> Michigan, Maryland. Clemson, Wake Forest might be okay. They both undefeated. That's a noon game, so I'll probably watch that. Florida, Tennessee, 18-15. Yeah, that would be a decent one. Arkansas, Texas A&M. That'll be another one. Yeah. Arkansas ranked 10th. Kentucky, 9th. They're like, they're like, one of you two is going to do it. <laughs> and if and if Arkansas, if you can't beat Texas A&M, we'll just throw them back up there at this point. <laughs> So funny, and then USC Oregon State that might be a good game. Man. USC Oregon State, Oregon State three and zero. That's a good yeah. one. Um, and just like just like you said, um, I think my big one for the week: Clemson Wake Forest. Of course, why are all these games at twelve now, bro? They were not always at twelve. It's making me mad. It's fine. You know the so, weird thing is, I think it's because they have. I don't know. I don't, I don't know the exact answer. I'm just guessing. Has something to do with Fox having so many noon games now, or not, or I don't know. Like Fox has the Big Ten, and they put, and then it's like the way everything is just spread out. It didn't used to be that way. I feel like ESPN used to have everybody. Yeah, no, I feel you. That's true. ESPN did used to have everybody, and um. So yeah, I mean, I guess I'll watch the highlights of that. But yeah, Wake Forest three and zero, Clemson three and zero, and then you got the the CBS schedule starting up um, for the SEC games. Florida versus Tennessee is the game this week. Tennessee is three and zero, Florida two and one. So we'll see what happens there. But yeah, I'm excited, man. Next week, about to start getting real. Yeah, Alabama Vanderbilt. I don't know if Vanderbilt's gonna be good, but. Three and we'll one. Good, yeah, we'll see how good Alabama really is. You know what's funny? I was talking to my um my cousin's dad yesterday, and he's actually an Alabama fan. So I was I got to hear about some of the gripes about Alabama from a fan that had, you know, inside knowledge of the team and not inside knowledge, but just Dude, good knowledge, a good feel of the team. And it was like, yeah, we're on track a little bit. We see the vision. Alabama's on track. No, I mean, they're not. Not that they're on track to, to, to win a championship or nothing, but we're on track as far as, like, what we see. Other people are seeing the same thing from Alabama. Got you. Got you. Yeah. Oh, it was in me and – okay, I feel you. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, we – hey, man, we pay attention. Told you. I'll be watching these. I'll be watching the game film. <laughs> you know, but I'm excited. Let's go, man. Get to get to see some things. Maryland plays Michigan too, so they play a real team. So you can't complain. They beat them fifty to zero. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited, man. Um, yep. Yeah, for Darnell Jones is Demetrius, mm-hmm. and uh, hope you enjoyed this version. Later. Double D's, deuces. deuces.